Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Friday, drop the subject with Jarrett and Allie. Thanks for hanging out with us on your, well, I guess for some it's your lunch break. For some, maybe it's happy hour already. And that's Where exciting. in the hell is it happy hour In New already? York, I feel like they do it like three to seven, don't Oh, it's you think? Friday. We're a little later. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, three to seven, that's a... I'm always fascinated by happy hours that are longer than an hour. <laughs> it's like... Happy hours It's like drinking. happy day. There's a, a bar happy here. Happy day. There's a bar here in West Hollywood. Um, really amazing nachos, BT dubs at Fiesta Cantina. But I feel like it's happy hour every time I've ever been there. It's mm. been a happy hour. Well, everyone loves a happy hour. It doesn't matter how long or short it is. I mean, what's su- what sucks, the worst happy hour in the world is when it is just an hour. Because... Who can get anything done in that amount of time? And, and, you and then you're like slamming like five drinks in an hour right. and you're sloshed. And you're like, five, I want five of those $5 margarita. Yeah, I want all five now. Right and now. then I want five orders of nachos also. Mm, I and could then go for a good happy hour You're tonight. leaving a stretcher. I could, yeah. We have a great show planned for you. We have a big announcement in the, later in the show today. So you're definitely going to be wanting, uh, wanting to listen closely. And yesterday I spent my birthday. We went out for a nice dinner. And uh, I did know that... I I was 35 and getting older because I didn't even have the energy for dinner and a movie. Well, you said that you were going to go to a movie. I was like, it better be a short one. Yeah. Well, like, we did dinner and then we were like, let's go home and watch Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> so that was signifier number one that I'm getting older. Wait, what did you do for dinner? What'd you guys got? Uh, we went to this lovely restaurant, supposed to be one of the most romantic in, in Los Angeles. It's okay. called Inn of the Seventh Ray. And they gave us a nice romantic. It's How like a little out. for the night before going to Moon Circle. Yeah. And yeah. It, I, there's also a book, sh- book and crystal shop that's oh. also a part of the restaurant. Of course it is. Okay. Anyway, we can move away you with how gay into I that. am. I, I did, even, I did. I didn't even guide you down that path. <laughs> I didn't. It chose me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was, it was amazing. I had a mushroom toast. Oh, Jared, you would have been. A what? It was mushroom toast, but it was the it was basically French toast. Okay. So picture a great French toast in front of you right but now. But savory, not sweet. Savory. Okay. But buttery. Oh. And then you've got the really those really high end fancy mushrooms. You know the ones that are all like thin and mm-hmm. and like curly. Continue. All over the French toast. Then you've got a white mushroom cream sauce drenching the entire French toast at mushrooms. Please continue to name things I cannot eat. It has. <laughs> I mean, it had everything. It was tangy. It had a little kick to it. Oh. It was buttery. It was, oh, I mean, it was, and the, the French toast was the perfect consistency. Mm, it was Get a, in me. It was amazing. Nice okay. bottle of wine. I had a steak. I had some sea bass. Ooh, it was a good dinner. Welcome back. Yes. Anyway. Before that, I went to the doctor because I had to figure out what was going on with my shoulder. Good news, I don't have anything horribly wrong. It's just a slight rotator cuff tear. I'll be fine with physical therapy. But on my birthday, I did get the news that I have arthritis <gasps> in the left in my left shoulder from because my, of your previous injury. Because of my previous injury. Yikes. So that's fun to know you have arthritis at 35. Then I said he was like, "Okay, let's give you the physical therapy, blah blah blah." And then I said, well, also my right arm's been bothering me a little bit because I've been overcompensating so much and yeah. I and I had that that elbow break, you know, a few years ago as well. So it's probably just flaring up. And he's like, okay, let me take a look. <laughs> and he goes, 
This is not from your previous injury. This is classic case of tennis elbow. What is what? <laughs> and I was like, okay, so hold on. I'm turning 35 today, and you're telling me that I have tennis elbow and, and arthritis. arthritis. Jeez, and I did not have the energy to see a movie after dinner. So there's a lot going on that well, I learned a, yesterday. It's a good thing that for your birthday I got you a bottle of Centrum Silver. Thank you. You're welcome. I could use it. Um, geez Louise, you got a lot going on. Sis. I do, yeah. So now I have this little brace thing that I'm supposed to wear on my right arm. Oh, you have a brace. I couldn't tell. It blends yeah. in with your shirt. But you have a brace on your right arm. You have a sling on the <laughs> left arm. How yes. are you functioning at all? You and you drove yourself here. I I drove myself here. I'm actually do I I actually this is the first time I've worn the sling today. I'm actually on the mend. I'm so starting to feel better. You're you're hyping it up. I'm faking it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I got tennis elbow without playing a lick of tennis, but it's happened. And uh, I, I mean, this is I, I texted my dad and I was like, "Is this normal for somebody who's 35 years old?" And he was like, "Yeah, kinda." I would love for the doctor to have been like. No. This is not normal for you. I mean, I just I just want to know if I I mean, it, I'll be in a wheelchair by the time I'm 70 at this rate. Well, am I wrong? The spirit. I mean, you could you could really turn your life around right now. But how? I can't even move my arms you to could, turn around. You could go back to God. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, yeah. Yikes. Okay. Well, uh, good luck with that. Thank um, you. We got a big show coming up. Uh, as I mean, t- th- what? <laughs> as we said uh, later on in the show, we've got a big announcement. Plus, um, really excited for a Marianne Williamson endorsement, who that person was <laughs> as she endorsed, and the big bump that they've gotten from it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so much more. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. Coming right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett. Jarrett has been sharing amazing details of his night last night after talking to Nurse Alice yesterday. If you missed it, you have to tune in. Uh, through, uh, well, you have to download the podcast is what you have to do. Drop the subject wherever you find your podcast. But we talked to Nurse Alice at length about weed, and you felt inspired after that conversation, didn't you? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, are you going to not divulge I this on the radio? no idea what you're talking about uh-huh. right now, except for the fact that I had an elbow last night and made yeah. me super hungry. <laughs> <clears throat> Other and than you that, ate a sleeve of what now? Did you want to go into that? or? Oh, no? yeah. Well, I was saying to you, I've never craved dark chocolate. I've actually never been a big fan of dark chocolate. Same. But the uh, the fruit that she brought in had dark chocolate on it. Yeah, but, but it was and mixed like, with white and milk chocolate, too. First of all, I didn't have dairy. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we uh, we had that. And so then like the taste of dark chocolate was like still kind of lingering for me. And I was like, oh, I want dark chocolate. And... I, I feel like I was thinking to myself, yes, I've had an edible, but like for some reason I'm craving dark chocolate for the first time ever in life. Walked around the corner to the grocery store, could not find the chocolate that was I that wanted. Was that an eternally long walk for you? I was on That's the phone. Sometimes that, oh, okay. Well, so like this kind sometimes of edible, I'm like, oh my God, for me, I'm it's, not there it's hard to distinguish how much time is actually passing. Like for me, like it'll be 15 seconds it's passed, but it'll feel like it's been 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I bought a. I ended up buying a, a pack of Oreos. Uh, I didn't even know they had double stuffed golden Oreos, and I ate like a whole you do row now. of them. Exactly, ate ten um, because you know moderation. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, "Oh, this is this is the first time I've ever had like the munchies mm-hmm. from a marijuana moment." Well, all you got to do is go to the sauna today, and you'll sweat it all out. Oh my god. There you go. You're absolutely right. Okay. We learned a lot from Nurse This Alice. is not what we were supposed no, to be talking no, no, no. about. But right also, now. yesterday, we talked to a journalist named Alex Seitzwald about the 2020 election. We dropped the president then, and we're doing it again now. Drop the president. 
And it was weird hearing from Alex because he was in Iowa going, yeah, half the people aren't here because they're all stuck in an impeachment trial right now. Uh, But Marianne Williamson, my gal, she came back up into the news. She's bubbled up. She made a a, barely made a headline, but she made it. She's made herself not relevant again. Well, she endorsed. I mean, now that she's off the ballot, girlfriend, you are so off. She has endorsed who thinks she, who she thinks should be the next president of the United States, and what a shock! It's the next most hopeless candidate, Andrew Yang. I don't think he's the next most <laughs> hopeless candidate. There's certainly five or six people in front of him. Um, okay. Mind you, in a field of seventeen or something like that. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting that she chose Andrew Yang. Uh, I didn't think that she would choose like a big ticket ca- candidate, so this isn't like shocking. I'm sure the Andrew Yang campaign got that email and said. Cool. Great. So what are we eating? Um, you guys want to go to McDonald's? I, there was just a video of him on Instagram, like at some pizza joint, like excited about eating pizza. You know, like yeah. he was like, do we have any of that pizza left? After getting the Marianne Williamson email, I'm sure. They were oh, like, oh, great. But you know what? She It's helpful. She wrote a very heartfelt uh, Instagram post about him. She that said, no one read. She, hold on. There are 427 comments and 2000 likes on this, Jared. Okay. Uh, he says we'll that translates she, to his votes. But, she okay. says that three personality characteristics define how Andrew Yang comes across. They are self confidence, levity, and positivity. Oh, you slipped into an accent, and I was like, "Is she having a stroke?" <laughs> <laughs> so she admires his self confidence, his positivity, and the fact that he can levitate. I guess that's not what. Levi- I, maybe levi- it's what she thinks it means. She is a spiritual lady. I know what the dictionary.com word of the day needs to be today. Uh, but, I mean, you know, good for Andrew. And uh, I I would like to see Andrew Yang do well. I don't think his ideas are bad. Um, I, he doesn't have, like, a proven track record of, like, executive leadership. I mean, he's over a big company, obviously. But, like, not in, in government. But, I mean... I'm not mad at Andrew Yang. I, I don't think he's my candidate to vote for, but like if he were the candidate, I'd be like, sure, I'll take the $1,000 a month. <laughs> well, and it seemed like in 2016, Donald Trump was kind of like the anti-candidate, right? It was yeah, just, he absolutely. was like uh, going against the grain 100%. He was saying whatever the hell he wanted. And I feel like Andrew Yang kind of has, I mean, I'm not comparing them that they're similar in any way, but he is kind of an anti-candidate. He's just like, I am who I am, and I'm going to make Asian jokes on the yeah. debate stage. Yeah. And mean, you're like, cool, I'm on board with this. This is fun. Yeah, I I would love to see him him do better. Um, One of the other things that happened, um, it's technically not a drop the president, but it is a, a Trump around. We're supposed to have Trump-free Fridays, but um, we have this uh, this clip that the GOP has actually been running ads against Donald Trump, um, and this impeachment inquiry uh basically uh, this is um this is what that sounds like this is ambassador john bolton he was national security advisor to president trump he was in all the meetings in which the president's national security team discussed withholding aid from ukraine in exchange for announcing investigations into the bidens now ambassador bolton has agreed to testify before congress He's willing to do his duty to tell the truth. Are Senate Republicans willing to do their duty to listen? This wow. is this is put out by the Republicans for the rule of law. Um, they've spent a million dollars on attack ads on his fa- on Donald Trump's favorite Fox shows. So that, but then where? What does that get them? Like, I know that they want him gone, yeah. but then what's the alternative? Like, who's the who's the next person? You know what I mean? I mean, Mike Pence at least until January of next year, which God. would be amazing. If you're like, like Mike Pence is your great backup, Oof. you got cards Girl. are not in your favor. That's right a now. rough deck. <laughs> 
Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. <sighs> the job market may be thriving. That's what a lot of people say, right? We're at a 50-year low when it comes to unemployment. Could be a good thing, but then again, some people have to hold multiple jobs right now in order to make ends meet. Well, in Silicon Valley, you'd think that you know you could find a pretty cushy job for a good salary there, right? You would hope. You would hope. Um, but... There is a job listing that was just released by a Silicon Valley couple who I believe have two 10-year-old kids. And this is an ad for looking for a manager slash cook slash nanny in Menlo, in Menlo Park. Manager, cook, nanny. But if you read on, you need to be so much more than that. Okay. Uh, this has gone viral because the tasks that are being asked of this person, like Mary Poppins would turn down this job. <laughs> it is not anything that anybody could realistically do, and it is making waves on the internet. Uh, the person who posted, I guess they saw, this was on a uh, platform called The Calendar Group. Okay. And it's uh, for household and corporate staffing. It's a it's a household and corporate staffing agency. So uh, this is from a single mom entrepreneur CEO with twin 10-year-olds. And they are seeking help with everything from helping her kids with homework to cooking to running errands and a whole lot more. The so person- far, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep. So okay, far. listen to this. So the person who posted the job uh, on Twitter said, look, I know what day it is and where I'm posting this, but I challenge you to find anything more bananas bat s than this. I dare you. So it says, seeking household manager cook nanny in Menlo Park. I've got girl boy twin t- uh, 10-year-olds. This is like uh, over 100 words long. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, no, I think it's 1,000 words. Uh, schedule when not traveling five days a week, approximately 1130 a.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday through Thursday preferred. Doesn't seem too bad, right? So you have to be intelligent, well-educated, good at research and planning, high executive functioning. But you also have to assist the 10-year-olds with light homework in long division, subtraction, writing. You have to play math games with them, such as how much fish could we buy today for the five of us? Wow. And how long will it take for us to drive in the snow if it's 150 miles and we go 50 miles an hour? This is very specific, but okay. You have to strategically think through vacation options for us based on the developmental levels of the kids and the need for the mom to relax. Okay. So you have to be a travel agent now. Right. Conduct research into domestic and global vacation options based on criteria. Populate information into a simple Excel spreadsheet. Uh, recommend and uh, and book vacations. Track vacation expenses in Excel. And uh, there's a lot of words in this thousand about vacation. Yeah. Uh, you can e- you have to be able to email and text vendors, the friends, parents, etc. in a professional manner during these vacations. You have to plan and facilitate weekly household meetings. With the au pair and the kids. So you're not the only person on staff here in the family. You have to monitor and track purchases and make returns on time. I'm in I'm in for this so far. So far? Okay. Uh, here are the manager and leaders here's the manager and leader section. Oh, there's another. This is in sections. This is in sections. Correctly, you have to be a great, consistent cook. You've got that, Jarrett. Okay. Family eats organic and is allergic to cow and goat dairy. Okay. Chicken eggs, green beans, and watermelon. We can eat duck eggs. They're allergic to all those things. Yes. I'm allergic to watermelon as well. But Uh, okay, so that that that's a good that's a point in your column. But chicken eggs. 
chicken eggs, green beans, and watermelon, and goat and cow dairy. She's making this. We bold. can Sorry. we can eat duck eggs. Okay, so that's oh that's, well, that's a relief. Just to let you know, must be able to produce simple, delicious meals with consistency and accuracy, meeting our allergy requirements. You must conduct research into vegan recipes and make modifications to regular recipes. Able to learn about uh, using alternative milk and butter, can read articles about eating beef and increases in breast cancer, and can understand this information at a summary level beef is bad fish and vegetables are good i love the idea that can read articles yeah in this okay uh you have to be able to correctly quantify how much fish to purchase for five people for example how much chicken for 15 people what who is this person well so okay part of me is not mad at this because i'm like this is a single mom and she's like look I got a lot going on. Uh, I don't want to play any games with you people. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I need. If you can't do it, don't even apply. I kind of appreciate how upfront all of this is. Does it say what the salary is? It says the salary is dependent upon your experience level. Uh, Also, you have to be a strong swimmer and lifeguard. (laughs) Okay. I just feel like they're going to ask for all this. Like, this needs to be a six-figure job. Like, right. I mean, this is a house manager job that would somebody would make six, six figures doing this. They've no got to make good money. You have to be able to throw balls and play simple basketball, volleyball, soccer, and football with the 10-year-olds on a like, regular basis. Are they going to take you out of the backyard and ask you to throw the baseball? Like, and then you have to go do it. But you also have to be researching the vegan options for dinner. And you also have to be planning their vacation. You can be outside playing catch while you're researching my vegan dinner. You have to do calisthenics with the kids. Okay, get Sit-ups, out of here. lunges, squats, push-ups. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Bye. You guys are on right now. Oh, we are. We're oh, on the radio? Exciting. Is that what this is? Wow. Is this, this is on the air? This is live. This is live radio, everybody. <laughs> Drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett. Welcome back. We've got a big announcement a little later in the show. We have to news it and lose it. But first, because we have an announcement a little later in the show, we're going to do our gayest news headlines of the week a little bit early. And uh, basically... You know, we're always looking at the news. Yeah. yeah. You as a journalist, me as an idiot, we're just going through the internet and, you know, figuring out what the hell to talk about on the show. And, of right. course, sometimes we read headlines and we're like, wow, that sounds really, really gay. Sometimes it actually is a gay news headline and sometimes it just sounds like it is. It's usually involved in sports and the word balls is right. being used a lot. Uh, so... At the end of every week, we give the four finalists for the gayest news headlines of the week. So, without further ado, let's, let's get into it. The gayest news headlines. Ooh. Oh, so many technical problems. All right. <laughs> gayest news headline of the week. There we go. All right. It's working. All right. Here are your four nominees. I will put them on Instagram story for your voting pleasure over the weekend, usually on Sunday. So look out for that at DTS show on our Instagram. If you are not following us already, please do. (laughs) Headline number one. Cirque du Soleil is coming to sack. Oh, okay. Headline number two. Bride goes au naturel for wedding after not shaving for seven years. Okay. Headline number three, rare super cow tuna caught off Cabo San Lucas. And <laughs> Anything then, with fish, okay. Finally, headline number four, bear spotted running with creamsicle in Palm Springs. There you go. Ding, there ding, ding. I think we, we found a winner. So it's up to you. This, you know, we're fans of democracy here at Drop it's the, the Subject. It's the bear with the creamsicle. It's, don't influence the voters. It, it's, oh, don't sorry. meddle. What are you, sorry. Russia? <laughs> I'll put these up. I'm the Ukrainian president of all of this. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, and you vote on what is the gayest news headline of the week. We'll announce the winner on Monday. I also, because we have a minute here, I wanted to clarify something because I was you and me and Emmy were having a discussion before before we got out of uh, out of the studio yesterday about whether a person can say I'm sober when they mm-hmm. uh, don't partake in alcohol, but for example, smoke weed or something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we can fade out this news because we can be old tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, though I do love it. Um, so yeah, we were talking about, oh, can you say I'm sober when you're smoking weed or do you need to be completely sober? Emmy and I were like, oh, okay, it definitely means that you're not sober if you smoke weed but don't drink. Katie was like, you guys missed just a leash. She was like, you were hovering around it. And the, the the great clarifier here is that when you say clean, that usually means you're clean off of drugs. Mm-hmm. And when you say you're sober, it usually means that you're not drinking. So when people say I'm clean and sober, that means that they don't do drugs or alcohol. But if someone just says I'm sober, they could still technically smoke weed and be sober. Interesting. I feel like I've heard people using those interchangeably. Like so, saying I'm sober, but not. But talking about drugs or yeah, I feel like I've heard people using clean and sober uh, interchangeably. Also, like clean is a word that I don't really like. Uh, I, we use clean when we're talking like within like gay culture. Um, folks will say that they're clean if they don't have like an STD or if they're like drug and disease free, uh. and like that kind of implies that people who do have STDs are dirty or gross or something. So like the word clean has always been a little weird to me. But sober um, is something that I I feel like I've heard people using in both contexts, and I'm not really clear which one how people mean it when they say it. So hmm. yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Uh, that, well, what are you supposed to say then when you are not clean off of drugs, but you are clean off of SCD, STDs? If you're, you're gay, well, <laughs> you just say you're half clean. You're, you you shouldn't say clean ever. <laughs> but I think I I don't know. I, I'm confused by the question. Let's go to break. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject is back, and uh, it is uh, a big day around here. We have a big announcement coming up at the end of the show, but I um, want to update you on what's happening over in uh, Congress right now. Normally, we do Trump Free Fridays, but don't know if you heard the president's being impeached. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. So, um, wanted to update you on what's happening with impeachment, but also um, something that something else that's happened with Donald Trump that uh, I think is pretty important. So, number one, uh, impeachment proceedings continue today. This is the last day of the of the Democrats doing their presentation of uh, their article. Right. We're not exactly sure if they're going to go for the full length of their time today. Right now, Representative Val Demings um, is up. She's one of the impeachment managers from the House. Uh, She was also on the Intelligence Committee, I believe, um, when we were doing the initial uh, inquiry hearings. Uh, She is presenting right now and uh, we will seemingly go into the evening. Um, Question that still kind of remains is if Democrat, if Republicans will start tomorrow uh, on the weekend or if they're going to be held over until Monday. Um, Seemingly, this whole thing could be wrapped up in, you know, by the end of next week. So Mm, they um, are going to miss happy hour. They're they're probably going to miss happy hour. Can you imagine a congressional happy hour? (laughs) That would be so boring. Oh, my God. All those like. What do you think about this? Uh, I'm ready to go back home. You know what? Could I just actually have a juice? <laughs> I just like. Uh, do you have prune and pomegranate hybrid can I, juice? Can I get a prune and prune and vodka? <laughs> a prune and vodka. Prune. No vodka prune juice, please. Thank you. No ice. <laughs> exactly. No ice. God damn you if you give me ice uh, with a plastic straw. 
there's that. Uh, Actually, so, make it three. Ex- so uh, they are continuing uh, with with Senate hearings uh, with the Senate uh, presentations today. Um, like I said, we're we're going to be standing by to kind of see what happens with the Republican side because they uh, it's it's unclear what they're going to do. Um, one of the other things that happened uh, this week that I wanted to make sure that we pointed out. Uh, we talked to uh, Errol Southers yesterday. He was on the show, but he was also on the show a week ago on um, Wednesday, after, though, wasn't uh, it? Was that Wednesday? Was Errol, today? Yeah. Spy Day was Wednesday. And yes, then that was Wednesday. Nurse Alice was yesterday. Sorry, they were all blurring together. I'm, just, I'm never going to forget Spy Day. That was yeah, the best show ever. Point well taken. Um, but a week prior to that, we spoke with Errol about uh, the the attacks that happened in Iran from Iran in Iraq. Um, and at the time, we were saying that there were no uh, deaths and seemingly no injuries, or we weren't really clear on what the injuries looked like. We've mm-hmm. now found out that 34 U.S. service members um, were diagnosed with traumatic brain injuries after that missile strike. Donald Trump was speaking at the World Economic Forum earlier this week in Davos, um, and he had some interesting ways of describing what happened with those service members. Can you explain the discrepancy? No, uh, I heard that they had headaches and a couple of other things, but I would say, uh, and I can report, it is not very serious. So you don't consider potential traumatic brain injury serious? Uh, They told me about it numerous days later. You'd have to ask the Department of Defense. No, I don't consider them very serious injuries relative to other injuries that I've seen. I've seen what Iran has done with their roadside bombs to our troops. I've seen people with no legs and with no arms. I've seen people that were horribly, horribly injured. So I think it's important to point out here that traumatic brain injuries are significant issues, right? Mm. A traumatic brain injury can essentially change your life for the rest of your life. And so... This is Donald Trump being a person who always has to uh, boast strength and always has to show dominance. And like the idea that these people have a, a th- that they were injured at all kind of flies in the face of that. Yeah. I mean, I wonder. So he gave that announcement the day after it happened or the day that it happened? No, no, no. This was this was this week. So no, it was I know about a this week one was. But when he originally said that there were no. Oh, the next day. Um, he was like, everyone's was. fine. There were no injuries. Exactly, and yeah. then I heard that there were some uh, soldiers that were having headaches and things like that. This is the first time I'm seeing that they were actual traumatic brain injuries, yeah. which goes way beyond a concussion. Right. Um, but I wonder how much of that was immediate versus something that developed over the course of days going like, okay, wait, I'm having headaches. Okay, wait, this is not good. Okay, I need to see a doctor. Now I know that I have this brain injury from this explosion that I didn't know I had before. Absolutely. So over the course of like a week and a half, well, what's interesting here is like Donald Trump is the first president that doesn't take a daily presidential briefing. Like every other president would get a brief every morning of like, these are all of the things that are going on. He doesn't do that. Okay. Um, he doesn't read it. He has them like speak it to him, and he does it a few times a week because he just can't be bothered. Um, and so I would imagine that over the course of the last week and a half, he has been updated on this to say like, "Hey, thirty-four U.S. service members have traumatic brain injuries." Mm. You know what I mean? And I, the headaches thing—I don't know where that language came from. Right. I'm sure someone mentioned having headaches, or that was how they initially knew. But like to say like. I, I don't think of this as a significant issue or I don't think of this as a serious injury. Um, and then comparing it to people who have had like their uh, legs blown off. Exactly. Right. Amputees and things like that. Like it's just so offensive um, and like dismissive of how these people's lives are forever impacted probably because of their service over in Iraq. And I, 
if I were a service member, I would be pissed about this. And I'm not a service member, and I'm pissed about this. Well, maybe it's because he has a brain injury. I mean, there are plenty of people who say there's evidence that there's something not right. <laughs> and he there. doesn't think it's very serious, his own brain injury. Listen, yeah. I mean, and I, I, I want to also say, like, this is a sensitive issue, and I, I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm being clear with what I'm saying. There's a lot of discussion about his son like when they first came into office there were all these people who were saying like oh we think Barron might be on the spectrum right um on the autism spectrum and like the way that he even like dismisses that like there are different pieces of evidence that kind of indicate that he might but we obviously don't know if that's oh, true oh i never knew that yeah like there and i mean again we don't know if that's true but like the way that he kind of like flippantly discussed it it made me concerned that if Barron were on the spectrum yeah, like he wouldn't get what it. kind of awful father would he be to Baron. Oh, oh, oh. That was like that Baron would be. No, no, what? no. Yeah, that he wouldn't listen to that or hear that or adjust his parenting or adjust the way that his kid is being raised after learning that information. Right. And I say that to say, like, he seems like things to do with, like, mental health just don't even, they don't even register to him as being, like, an issue. Well, no. I mean, why would they? Absolutely. He's, he's somebody who has, I mean, people will try and figure this guy out mental health professionals and psychiatrists and people can make all kinds of guesses as to what kind of person this is and what makes him tick and he has no interest in learning any of it because he knows it's a dark deep hole exactly that he would not be able to get himself out of so he can't live in that world it's impossible for him we have to take a break we Um, do we we do (laughs) i don't know if you ever heard but we gotta do breaks around here sometimes uh we gotta take a quick break when we come back we are gonna (laughs) ali has found this article that tells us uh, the signs of a serial killer and Allie feels like she might know one. Emmy thinks she knows one. I'm not saying anything about if I know one. Uh, That's up next. (laughs) Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Still trying to eat throughout the day. (laughs) I'm having a, a little bag of Almonds and cashews and oh, don't spill one. You need every almond you can get. Such a pretty tiny little bag there. It's um this is actually something I'm starting to really enjoy. Really? Yeah. You're lying. No, 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 I really am. Because there's like little dark chocolate and almonds and um, cranberries in it. So it's like a little it's sweet. the only way to make it tolerable. Oh, absolutely. If it was just a bag of nuts, yeah. no one would touch that. Um, speaking of bag of nuts, let's talk about serial killers. Yeah, let's talk about people who worked, are nuts. I thought it was. Well, I wanted to, I, I found this article about how you know, how, it, there are signs that you might know a serial killer or potentially be dating someone who's a serial killer. It's a common thing that people are scared of, right? Especially after no. seeing shows. No. I think it is. No. No, I literally don't know a single person who's ever said to me, like, I think I'm dating a serial killer. Never heard that All before. All right. Well, maybe the people <laughs> that I know just are have really bad taste in men. Fair. But especially after shows like you, I mean, oh my God. you don't always see the signs. You know what I mean? That guy seems very normal. I always wonder, like, if you're dating, is it Joe? Because he becomes Will this season, I think, in yes. season two. Um, I always think to myself, like, if you were dating Joe, like, how many of these signs would you see and miss? Like, I don't know how much Beck saw as opposed to what we saw. You know what I mean? It's hard to know. Exactly. And there is a neighbor that I have. We've had this neighbor for the two years that we've been living at this place. And I am not 100% sure. I've never really had a long conversation with the guy, but he is very serial killer y. (laughs) 
I love that you're not certain what? That he's a serial killer? I'm not certain that he's a serial killer. Oh, okay. I don't know enough information about him. I would have to date him to find out more. Because oh. you have the you have the trifecta, right? You have somebody who wets the bed as a kid and they, you know, that continues into an older age. That's a big red flag number one. Right. Then there's the animal the animal torture stuff. That's big red flag number two. Right. And then there's pyromania. That's the the, the trifecta that most serial killers have. Pr- Producer Emmy's joining us for this conversation. And Emmy, do you feel like you'd have to date the person to know if they were a serial killer? No. What? Okay, That's what I mean, Allie like, said. I would what? have to know no, more. No, inquire more. Just like, you know, like, be a little questions. closer. But you, Emmy, you think you might know a serial killer too, right? Well, the same sort of scenario. I thought my next door neighbor was a serial killer or just, I don't know. What? He, but what vibes did you get? Because I want to see if it's the same ones I'm getting. Horrifying. Like, okay, <laughs> so... No first, first off, first off, you know, Men in Black, like the cockroach man, yeah, mm-hmm. spitting image. Oh, looked that's... exactly like him. But had you live dark in LA. circles. He could be the actor. <laughs> he would Don't just need look it. Like that all the time. Don't need it. Maybe. So he no, was like no. an overall wearing super, super, yeah, super creepy, just like crusty, just dark circles under his eyes constantly. His car would never leave. His um, like we have like blinds, like plastic blinds uh-huh. that like. Yep. Or like that on the window. Yep. And the, his were like stained so dark yellow <gasps> from the outside. Like you could see it. And I like, because I knew where. Like maybe he was smoking in the car or something and like it stained the windows? Yeah. Like okay. all, his blinds were just like pure yellow. And the thing that uh, freaked me out the most is like he would just like scream either in his sleep or in the middle <gasps> of the night. Like he would oh, just start screaming like terrors. profanities. And he'd be like, ah! like, and I would hear him like, and it was so ridiculous. Like, okay. I don't have that, but the car parked all the time and never going anywhere that's a check for me and the guy has a black sob which I feel like is just a car that you get when you want to be inconspicuous and when you're like they don't even make those cars anymore we can't even find the registered owners of these cars He, I, the only time I ever see him is when he's going in and out to buy beer but it's very rarely like I said in two years I've probably seen him three times okay the are any of the are any of these things on the actual list of uh, things? No. Because we have like 30 seconds before this we get cut li- This here. list is unimportant. To, I need to finish <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> and this is not specifically on the list, but it kind of is related to the peeing in bed thing. Katie was outside taking the trash out late at night one time. She walked back over to our apartment and she saw the guy outside on his balcony peeing over the, of, over the balcony with a vacant expression and just staring straight forward like a total creep. Katie did not even realize what she was seeing. She was walking towards him and she accidentally made eye contact with him and he just kept staring at her vacantly as he continued to urinate over I, the balcony. I'm oh wondering, it, would it have been better if his eyes weren't vacant but he was like waving and saying hello? Uh, that would have been better. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared. That's Allie. This is the time where democracy reigns here on Drop the Subject. Uh-huh. I am. Uh, it's a, it's a Friday, so we're going to do a hybrid version. I've got two headlines. You've got two headlines. Would you like to start? No. Oh. Okay. Um. Well, I will go first. Were you expecting that? Nope, I wasn't. Okay. Kind of threw me off guard. <laughs> Um, okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do you want me to go? Okay. Number one, man reportedly caught cheating on kiss cam at soccer game. News it. What an awful way to get caught. I love it. Um, okay. And then the dictionary.com word of the day. This is actually a word I think both of us will already know. The word is hobnob. Okay. Well, I know what that means, so I'm going to lose it. 
Okay, you think you know what it means? I do know what it means. I'm just saying. Okay, I'm confident in my I'm confident in my choice. All right, here's my first headline. Uh, North Carolina gets thousands of adoption requests for what they're calling the world's worst cat. Oh, hell no. Lose it. <laughs> All right. And then finally, uh, uh, the uh, hold on a second. Uh, first openly bisexual contestant to compete in Miss USA pageant. Oh, okay. All right. We're and I'm guessing that. she's a hottie. Uh, she is not ugly. <laughs> you can't use not, my word. Not ugly. <laughs> she is completely unugly. She is not ugly in any way. Those stories and more next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Allison. Do you want to go second? Sure. <laughs> you want to start? You can if you want. Uh, sure, I'll go. Okay. I'll, I'll do this. Okay. I don't claim to follow Miss USA, Miss whatever state uh, things. Uh, now I might be following them a little more closely because there is uh, now an openly bisexual contestant for the first time entering the Miss USA pageant. Her name is Rachel Slauson, and she has won Miss Utah, which if you're thinking, oh, what would be the place that there'd be their, the first queer... Utah would be probably the last place. Exactly. Not right. really the state that you'd think of, right? But uh, she is very, very pretty. I will say that. She has made an Instagram post where she c- comes out of the closet, so this is a news that are losing... Huh? After winning her title? I believe so. Okay. You said this is news that are losing meets closet watch? Yeah, okay. basically. And she has a picture of herself in a rainbow, a uh, little rainbow hoodie, laughing, you know, that classic Instagram, oops, I'm, I'm smiling accidentally smile. I just found her photos. Oh my God. Yeah. She's really beautiful. And she says, being queer is not a platform. The reason that I waited so long to come out as a member of the LGBT plus community was that I don't didn't think I uh, who I choose to love should define who I am. Life is short, and I have more questions than answers, but one thing I'm sure of is that we came here to love. And if people, uh, I, and if the people I've loved means I am queer or bi or whatever, they call it, and I am proud of that, because I'm never going to walk away, blah, blah, blah. And then she says, this is what I find interesting, I may be LGBTQ, but that's just one detail on the list of things that make me Rachel. I love that. I Do you? I'm, I... I think that she says it in a way that's like, yeah, I may be a weird queer, but there's other things about me that make me Rachel. I don't take it that way. I take it more as like, you guys are going to make this the headline about me when there's like a hundred other things to consider about me. Yeah, I guess you're right. I also think she's really hot. And I'm realizing that as I'm looking at this photo of her and her crown, she kind of looks like Selma Hayek. (laughs) Selma Hayek is your type. Selma Hayek. Well, I mean, she's one of my types. She's kind of got a little Selma something happening here. Okay. Really quickly before we run out of time. um, The story that you newsed was about this man getting caught on the kiss cam at a soccer game. Yes. Uh, It says this comes from foxnews.com. Oh, Uh, It says one soccer fan recently sparked a social media firestorm after footage surfaced of him kissing a woman who reportedly wasn't his wife or girlfriend. Oh, no. Uh, A wife or girlfriend? So he had one of each? I don't know. That's why I was trying to figure out what that means. Um, But someone tweeted out the video of him kissing her, and it says, when you kiss your side chick and realize your marriage is over because you're on camera, (laughs) 
uh, in a January 18th clip, which has now since been viewed 27 million plus times. <laughs> A beaming Barcelona South Carolina uh, soccer fan was seen kissing a tank top clad woman at a game against another team um, before looking around, pulling his arm off of her shoulders and slouching down in a stadium seat. As the embrace came to a hasty end, the woman's face remained blank while the camera panned back to the field. You know, as a gay, I do get pissed off that they never bring the kiss cam over to me. Yeah. I'm like, hello. Well, they probably I will never kiss my cam. I always wonder how they pick those people. I don't. I'm. I'm guessing with like gay couples, they don't always automatically assume that they're together. Yeah. And well, they, they should start assuming because it's heterosexist. It's heteronormative. Yeah. And we're pissed about it. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject with Jared and Allie is back. I'm Jared. That's Allie. Um, I. We say this every week, so people probably are tired of hearing it. But Fridays fly by so fast. I can't believe we're done already. I know. Um, we can keep going if you want. We'll we'll ask the programmers about that. <laughs> but um, uh, Ryan's like, no, exactly. don't keep going. And he's like, I program so much music. Yeah. Um, but we have been telling you all day, uh, and then yesterday as well, that we have a big announcement today on the show. So um, I guess it's time that we push that to Monday because we're out of time. So <laughs> no, <laughs> um, uh, no, yes, we have a big announcement on the show. That's today. what radio does, though. We tease you and we tease exactly. you and we tease you. Um, that announcement's going to be coming up in three minutes but first <laughs> a non-announcement exactly first another news that are lose it no um uh, yes the announcement is uh this day next week will be my last day here on drop the subject with jared and ali i will be leaving the show um uh next week will be my final show and um i will be going on to other things um, as well, I have a new podcast, as I told you, starting with Travel Anderson uh, on February 6th. And we are um, really, really, I'm really grateful for the opportunity that I've had to do this show. Um, Channel Q has kind of pulled me out of a, a funk that I was in for a while. I, I've talked a lot about um, having experienced depression in the prior year and like having somewhere to go and be every single day has been really, really great. And being able to come laugh and talk about the awful stories of the day, but also the ones that are a little, um, a little uh, unusual or you know things that are difficult to talk about. It has been a real blessing to have somewhere to be every day to talk about them, and it's also been fantastic to have a platform um, to talk about the things that I believe are important and that we all uh, we all believe in. So. Um, I want to thank Allie for embracing me to take me into this show when the seat came open. Uh, it was kind of an unexpected thing. Um, I want to thank our boss, Brian, who has been so uh, so fantastic to me and, and welcomed me here to Channel Q. Thank you. Um, but yes, a week from today uh, will be my last show here on Drop the Subject. Well, I mean, to say I'm sad is an understatement. It's been such a pleasure working with you. It's been such a pleasure knowing you. And I know that you're still going to be around. It's not like you're leaving, leaving, and you're never setting foot in this building again. That's an Important thing uh, to so say. that's yes. important to note that <laughs> you know sure. you, Jarrett's still very much going to be a part of the Channel Q family. You're going to be doing your specials right yes. about the you know when we get close as we get closer to the election. And I mean, I just from a personal standpoint have learned so much from you. I have, I mean, you know when. I was doing radio before. I wasn't necessarily covering a lot of politics and things like that. And it wasn't something that I was avoiding. It was just something that I was not necessarily super educated about. But it's something that's important to talk about. And I think that I've just learned so much from you just from that perspective and covering some of this stuff uh, and, and learning more about 
how these things work and and also realizing that it is really important to discuss some of these things, uh, even if it is uncomfortable. Well, I'm sorry to pass on my anxiety to you because I'm sure it's got to be going up. (laughs) Oh, God, I've been spiraling. Uh, And all the people that you've brought in this studio with you, you know, I think it's really important and it's it's an amazing quality you have with how thoughtful you are, especially of the community that you've brought into these doors at Channel Q and all of the people like Char and Travel and, you know, the many guests that we've had on the show that you've reached out to uh, to to make this station and this show better every day. So, I mean, your contributions are immense, and uh, and I'm gonna miss being on the air with you every day. I really am. Oh, thank you. Well, I just want to say my two cents here as as the program director and, and, and coach to you both and shows. Uh, you really did step in and and help everyone elevate their game. Thank you. And um, I know this can turn into just a big love fest, and we don't want to turn people off with that. <laughs> but the reality is you really did. You stepped in. You brought a whole different kind of point of view that was, um, I think, really needed here and important. And I think we'll carry on with you. As you know, you'll be hosting our debate specials and other political uh, platforms on the station. But I think also, um, you, had, when you first got here, you thought you had some big shoes to fill with Kevin. And I yes. would say someone following you has even even bigger shoes to fill. Oh, thank you so, so much. Um, you hear that, Kevin? <laughs> yeah, Kevin, you hear that, buddy? Insult, buddy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's just make it clear that uh, Jared and uh, his wit and his uh, smart uh, will still be with us covering things that I think are important to your heart. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and of course, Allie will carry on as she's been doing since day one. I mean, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere, uh, even though you may want me right. to. And, yeah. and, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> Ginger Justin is still fired. Ginger Justin so hey. fired, unless you were listening to Love Wine last night, because yeah. he might have been there last night. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we didn't even get to play Loser Gets Fired. We <laughs> exactly. can play next week and just, you know. Well, speaking of next week, we have a whole new week of shows. Uh, thank you to Brian and Allie for the kind words. I really appreciate that. And um, we will see you back here with another live show on Monday. Yes, and we will be highlighting some of Jarrett's most memorable moments oh, on Drop the Subject I as didn't well. Sign up for that. So I'm going to be doing a lot. <laughs> Me and Emmy are going to be really going into the Drop the Subject vault to find the best gems the of Jarrett Hill. The decades of shows. Share. With you next week, so definitely tune in for that. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.